Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Momming Autism Podcast, where we are providing a positive platform for parents to share their stories about raising special needs children. We are your Amanda DeLuca and KDMD. We have the joy of bringing you the amazing and delightful Sarah Bybee of Harper himself. So welcome, Sarah, and thank you so much for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. So Sarah, could you introduce yourself and share about your journey with autism for anyone who may not know you and follow your journey yet? Sure, sure. So my name's Sarah Bobby and I'm 33 years old and we live in a small town in Tennessee. Um, I'm married to my husband, Jamie, and we have a five-year-old little boy, Harper, who is on the autism spectrum and he was diagnosed when he was about three and a half. my husband and I, we both own our own businesses. He has a computer repair shop and I'm an esthetician. So I do spray tans, eyelash extensions and make the occasional t-shirt. It's so random. I have many jobs. (laughs) (laughs) You wear all the hats. That's right. That's right. So yeah, we are busy all the time with between Harper and work and yeah, we're running constantly. So Sarah, can you talk about um, when autism entered your life and what that looked like and kind of your journey from diagnosis day to where you guys are now? Yeah, so we kind of um, expected, I think like most parents, you know, you kind of suspect, you know, something's going on. I've been pushing and pushing and pushing um, since Harper's like one year, since his one year old checkup. And um, the doctor kept saying, oh, he's fine. I think it's just a speech delay, which I hear tons of moms say the same thing. Uh, Yeah, so I kept pushing and pushing. And he said, I think it's fine. He's just a late talker. You have nothing to worry about. So we went on about our business and I just kept noticing different things. And he wasn't doing some of the other things that I thought, you know, a typical two-year-old should be doing. And So I kept asking the doctor, same thing, speech delay. Well, finally, at his three-year-old appointment, I said, that's it. We've got to do something. And so he said, yeah, I think it's time. You know, we get him tested. And so, I mean, you know, I mean, it was then inevitable. We knew it was coming. It was still just to be sitting in the doctor's office and to hear it. Oh, it's just, I mean, you guys know, you know, it's it's crushing. So um, we went on and we, you know, did everything that we knew to do he was already in early intervention at this point and um so we did that we kept doing with early intervention which was great all the girls were really good with him and um he still he didn't talk so that was one of my main concerns was his speech because he just he wouldn't he didn't talk and I was like all of these other kids his age are talking and he's not talking and so we really were working on that and um so he kept getting better and doing more and more and more and so now he can he can talk and get across his wants and needs and things like that but to actually sit down and like have a conversation that hasn't happened yet which is fine we're still working on it but yeah so it was I've kind of I know it's not a very long time so his diagnosis was he was three and a half and now he's almost six so it's not that long of a time you know for us but I feel like I've grown in those three years so much because going from being that scared naive you know person to now I feel like we 
know so much and we celebrate everything and he's doing so much better so you know it's you just you just grow and learn as you go so well and that's so um to note because autism changed who I was professionally as a parent as a oh yeah for sure uh, there yeah. were there were hard times that we had to grow through, but it's growth. Um, yeah, and you have no choice but to grow with it because kids um, move so quickly. They work right. so hard. They move so quickly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to grow with them. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, from what we originally had pictured, and you know, most recently I've talked about this in posts that I've shared kind of my, what my vision was of what my life was going to look like and everything else to what it is now, every step of the way was growth, mm-hmm. you know, and, and growing and learning about autism, um, growing to, um, be able to keep balance and keep all the plates spinning, um, our life, our marriage, my other two kids and anything else that goes, you know, comes along our way. Um, I had to grow and there was no, you know, everything would have crumbled and, and I talk about this lots on my page, but you know, it was either kind of, I was going to grow and, and our family was going to grow through this journey and through this experience, or we weren't going to have a family and we weren't going to yeah. have, yeah. you know, any of these things. So I, I think for a lot of people, sometimes that growing is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and can be very, very tricky. And, and the people who do grow with the autism journey and, and even just special needs, things like that, um, you know, have a story to tell and, and can share those experiences of, you know, that it is hard and it, mm-hmm. and it is difficult. And there's going to be times where you, you know, for us wanted to just completely throw the towel in because you were almost sick of growing right. you just wanted it to be okay yeah I yep. think the first year I didn't recognize growth because I was still in that acceptance I yes. was I was still on waiting lists I was still trying to find services I was still trying to figure out how to stand in front of a room full of people and say my child has autism yes well I think that first year I missed the growth but it was happening naturally because you had no choice Yeah. (laughs) So Katie, to go back to what you said about um, everything that you had pictured changed, Sarah, you have written about this, um, Mm -hmm. about heading down the rabbit hole of thinking about life without autism. And I think a lot of parents find their minds wandering there as well. Can you talk about that? You know, I mean, I think it's just a natural thing, you know, to, to think about the what ifs and what if this was different and what if that was different and what if my child you know didn't have autism so I always kind of had that same you know like I got pregnant and I thought to myself oh my gosh you know we're gonna be able to do little league games and um you know go to prom and do you know all of these fun things football games and so now that that's different and or it might not be different he might do all of those things you know and so I just really struggled though when he was first diagnosed and I just kept thinking that he wasn't going to be able to do those certain things and and I mean who knows he might I mean and that's not the case you know he's doing new things every day and Mm -hmm. so I 
I just I was that I was like that whenever we first got the diagnosis and I really struggled with it and I really would like have a hard time comparing him to other kids or kids his age or my friend's kids and I you know get really upset so now that he's older and he's doing things and he's crossing all of those thresholds and we I think and whenever he was younger I didn't think he was gonna do any of these things that he's doing now so who knows whenever he goes when he's high school age he might be playing baseball he might be playing football you know I don't know right we'll see but he you know he works so hard every day and he changes so much every day and so he might not be out there playing little league with his friends right now but we're celebrating because he's learning how to speak in full sentences and he's Mm -hmm. learning how to work the remote control and he's trying new foods you know so we celebrate different things and we get excited for different things than you know his peers but that's okay that's just our normal and that's how our life is and I've accepted it and I love it you know because he's our only child so I didn't Mm -hmm. know anything different you know and and so now I hear people saying like oh my kid hit a home run yesterday or my kid did this and I'm like oh my gosh like it's just crazy to me because I feel like Harper just we have so many different interests than his friends or his peers and that's fine because that's just how he is and that's what he likes so I've just learned to accept it and we just kind of go on about our business and that's that yeah I think I had down the rabbit hole of why why my child why me I yes everything yeah. right I had I made his baby food for crying out loud why does it have to be so hard for him uh-huh. and my husband um, had to remind me have you seen a child who's happier have you seen a child who loves right. the simplest thing more than Jackson he wants for nothing because he loves what he has I was struggling and that is that's it yep yep uh-huh. yeah that is exactly right mm-hmm. I mean I hope <laughs> for editing purposes because I hate that I admitted that he was right but <laughs> <laughs> he was <laughs> yes yeah that's so true because yeah, I struggle like you know Harper is the same he's so happy nothing bothers him he doesn't understand like someone being mean or um, if someone were to make fun of him, like he just wouldn't understand that. He just wouldn't get it, which is good. I'm glad he doesn't. But he just sees everything as great and exciting, and he he doesn't he doesn't think of anything being bad, or he doesn't see like oh you know color or black and white or these people, you know I'm not gonna be their friend because of this or you know. So <laughs> I'm just glad because he loves everybody and everybody loves him and it just yeah he's such a blessing. We just love him. And I, um, I've said to friends recently, Jackson has no time for gossip. That has no value to him. It means nothing to him. Like, could you imagine living in that world? No, it would be amazing. <laughs> right. Amazing. Right. We're missing out here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, another one of your blog posts that I pulled because I just, I love it so much. Um, I'm, it's, I'm going to read a part of it and it says, today I failed. I am not just sorry for yelling at my son. I am sorry for a lot of things. 
that he doesn't understand, that he has it harder than most kids. And if that isn't something that every mother has thought once, I don't know what does because that, mm -hmm. oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I lose, I lose my temper and I feel like I am yes. the worst mother on this planet, but they're, when you're sleep deprived and burnt out by therapy and tired of fighting, right? It's hard. It is hard. And you know, like we, um, we have a lot going on. So that was, I think that was last year and we were remodeling our house and we just recently sold it, but it was torn apart. There was like holes in the floor. There was crap laying everywhere. It was just a disaster. So I'm making sure Harper isn't getting into the paint and he's not touching this and he's not doing that. And for the most part, it was me and him. It was during quarantine. It was during COVID. So we were home together for like six straight months, you know? So it was just me and him a lot of the time. So my husband, Jamie, he was gone to work. He owns his own business and which I do too, but I wasn't going to be up in these girls' faces doing their lashes during quarantine. So, <laughs> so um, Jamie was gone most of the time. Well, it was just me and Harper there all by ourselves all the time. And so I would lose my cool. Cause I mean, my gosh, you know, all day long with your child and they're completely, you know, he's so spoiled and he just thinks he should get whatever he wants 24 seven. So it's just, oh my gosh. So I had lost it that day and I was so actually, you know what? I don't think it was during quarantine because he was going to school. But anyway, so I yelled at him and then as soon as I did, I was so tore up. I cried all day. I called my mom. I was hysterical. She was like, Sarah, he, he's fine. He's not going to be like, he didn't, you know, he probably doesn't even remember it. Mm -hmm. Well, then of course I picked him up from school and he came out and he was smiling and he was so happy. So I was like, you know, I mean, I feel like we all feel like a failure at some point. Like we failed at something, whether it be in our relationship with our husband or our significant other or a parent or um, your career, whatever it may be, but you just keep pushing and fighting and advocating and some days are easier than others you know but we always seem to make it through somehow so and it makes me mad that I can't it makes me mad that I can't I, do it all I know Katie's going through that right now <laughs> with hardly any food and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. yeah it's been it's it's been an interesting um an interesting go and, and a full learning experience because our oldest son, Avery, you know, he's diagnosed and, and, you know, I want to say, and I actually, I say it quite a bit that he was very black and white. We knew where he was on the spectrum. We knew what he needed for support and help and, and how, you know, introducing foods to him was going to look like. And then our youngest came in, um, and you know our youngest son Jackson and and he is so they're night and day Avery and Jackson are night and day and um you know the food battle that that's what I call it the it's like we're going to war every day over food yeah. um introducing food getting him to try food um and food really wasn't that big of a deal before and all of a sudden we like hit this kind of roadblock in our journey with Jackson and 
you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to eat. He doesn't want right. to eat. He doesn't want to drink. He, he doesn't, he really doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't even really want to be around any of us, you know, in our house. But like, it's just the food thing. It's hard. And it, it, it is probably, I would say for our family and our house, the thing that, um, cripples me and, and gives me the worst anxiety because I feel like a bad mom mm -hmm. because I'm like the mom that's sending him to bed hungry. He's not, he's not saying he's hungry, but I'm like, kid, like you haven't ate for like 14 hours. How are you not hungry? So, right. um, it has been a, a long go. So like we got creative, like we got, um, new bars and like everything. Cause it's just like, I don't even care at this point. Right. Like, I just want food to go into you. And, um, you know, so he ate, you know, the other day and like we made this big deal about it and, and whatever. And, and he knew we were making a big deal about it. So then he goes and like goes and gets my shoes and goes and gets the keys out of my purse. And he's like, uh, go to Walmart, mom. And I get a toy now. What? <laughs> Uh, like no that's actually that's right. like yeah like it's it's you know this struggle and then you know you you're angry because they're not eating but then they do and you're so proud of them and yes. then he does something like that and it's just like are you playing me right now or like yes. do i actually take you to walmart to get said toy like i don't know yes. there's no rules you're just yes. you're going by the seat of your pants this yep, whole you're thing swinging it that's right yeah and it's so often it's food. I'm like, I know you would like it. I know would you like it? If you would just yes. lick it, if you just lick it, I know that you <laughs> yep. would fall in love with it. And they just won't. And there is yeah, no, no convincing him otherwise. He's like, we really need to work on new food. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, because everything else <laughs> yeah, going on, that's at the top of my list. I'll get right. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. Harper's the same way. He doesn't, he only eats a few a handful and he'll eat it so much like pizza he'll eat it every day and then he'll burn himself out on it and he won't want it anymore and i'm just uh -huh. like harper come on or like chicken fries pizza chicken fries grilled cheese like that's about the only like real food he'll eat and then of course he'll want little debbie cakes or reese's and i'll ask do you want something to eat or you i know <laughs> crap all the time so I'm like Ugh. and he started a new medicine and I thought that it was supposed to help him like you know have an appetite and he hasn't really been eating great so I'm kind of worried which he's been kind of congested so I'm hoping that's the only problem but he hasn't been eating good this week and it scares everybody to death all of his teachers are like he's not eating I don't want him to not be you know eating and uh, it's just constant so I get it we shall see hopefully yeah, hopefully he'll start eating because it's a pain. You know, whenever Harper was first diagnosed, I wish I would have had someone there to tell me all of these things. You know, like, it's going it, it's gonna to be okay. It will be fine. It will work itself out. Um, but, so, I would just say to take it day by day. Celebrate everything. Like, eating a piece of, you know, strawberry <laughs> or whatever they're eating. <laughs> little wins big wins celebrate it all um find your people get that support whether it's a friend relative therapist facebook group um just find people that get it because that was my main thing i didn't have anyone except 
my parents and Jamie's parents and Jamie, you know, and mm-hmm. none of my friends really understood. So that's been a big help is finding all of you guys and Kate and finding Cooper's voice and Coop's troops. So yeah, I think celebrating everything is super important because which I feel like in our world, everything is celebrated, no matter how big or small, which is great. I hope that's how every parent does it. Well, and I feel like in our world, celebrated so big by everybody. Mm-hmm. You could sh- you could share on a- people who hardly know each other. Harper ate thrilled. a strawberry. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's what they do. Like, get it on the Facebook groups because it's life changing. So on Facebook, um, our Facebook page is Harper himself. So I write on there. I haven't written anything in quite a while. We've been super busy over here, but yeah, I plan on starting to get back at it. So yep, on Facebook, Harper himself. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. It was so great to talk to you and learn more about your life. And I didn't pick up your accent. Uh, <laughs> I know. So- I'm to start. Sal's going to be so proud of me. (laughs) But thank you, ladies, so much. And thank Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next week, we'll talk to you then.